Welcome to Creator 50. This is the podcast designed for Gen X plus creators, but you know what? Everybody is welcome. It's kind of funny, somewhat to do with the topic that we're going to talk about today. I am your host, Doc Rock. If you're brand new around these parts, I am a content creation coach and podcaster, as you can see. I like to help people getting into the content creation game. So if you are Gen X Plus, if you remember Sunday morning, Saturday morning cartoons, eating cereal out of cutting a hole in the box and pouring milk in it, you're probably in the right space. That sounds crazy to you. You can still hang out anyway, because I think the info is good for anybody. We're going to talk today about gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, crazy, crazy topic. It came to mind to me this week because I was having a internet discussion with my friend Nikki, and we were talking about the Elon buyout, right? Like Elon's buying the old Twitter thing and everybody's on like, oh, you know, where Elon's going to make it better for free speech. And some people are like, oh, I'm jumping off Twitter because Twitter's going to become messy and this, that, and the next thing. And I'm like, nah, hold up, pump your brakes, man. First of all, half the people that are excited about Elon coming back because they're talking about, well, we're going to get our free speech back. If free speech ain't free. It turns out it costs about uh, one and a half to two million electric cars, a.k.a. forty four billion dollars. See, so it ain't that free if you got to buy it. And then now that Elon is in control. It's up to him kind of what goes on the platform and what does it. So it's not really free, right? Like he's going to be controlling what people say or don't say. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's just going to let, you know, everyone's freak flag fly and they can say whatever the heck they want. And it's going to become a literal like S show. It's funny because people don't really understand what that means. And like, you know, good and well, you can't go in the theater and yell fire. So people know what free speech is and what it isn't just wanting the right to just spew hate is not really what free speech is about so let's just stop there but the conversation came up you know as far as what does that mean for us creators like creators that are out here using the platform for what they use it for spreading their word like helping get the mission and i say you got to think of these things as tools all of these tools can be taken away from you at any given time back in the day Grandpa's favorite tool was a rotary phone. He don't got one of those no more. So then what? You know, like he just gave up, you know, being a person because he no longer had to dial Lincoln five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, he kept making phone calls. He just learned to press the buttons. So if you're a creator, you learn to adapt and you learn to overcome whatever the craziness that is out there. And well, primarily, if you're following my teachings or people like me, you're going to know that your creating comes because you are working on a purpose and your purpose is order to get things better. So you're creating stuff to make people's life better, right? You create an iPhone or a Macintosh or a tablet or, you know, smart TV, the microwave, the air fryer. Can we, just one time for the air fryer. Where are my air fryer people at? All of those inventions were created to make people's lives better. The TV dinner was invented to make someone's life better. The car, the car. Look, can we start with that? The wheel. Let's take it back before computers exist. The wheel was invented to make people's lives better. Ugg and Zug was kicking it on the, the plateau one day, and they decided that, well, 
They've got their kill. They hooked up a brontosaurus and they were going to go back to the flattened grill, right? And then Ugg is like, yo, man, the last time we dragged this brontosaurus down the hill, we lost half of the meat from the friction. Zug is like, Ugg, friction ain't been invented yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, how do we get this gigantic, heavy, you know, brontosaurus back to the crib so we could throw it on the bobby real quick? Zug was Australian. He said, I know, we'll take this rock and we'll beat it with this other rock until it becomes round. And then we can make three more of them and then put the brontosaurus on the top and we can roll that joint to the flat and then we can get it going. But man, please stop using the lighter fluid. Lighter fluid is nasty. Just like hit the rock with the other rock, catch the fire, boom, tastes better. Stop using lighter fluid. Use a, a fire chimney. He's like, what's that? Don't worry. It'll be invented in like 1978 sometime. All right, cool. Anyway, so we've been on that creator mission from way back bus, right? Like predating time. Creators create. You create things to make people laugh better. You create to share your knowledge. You create to invite other people along on your journey. You're normally trying to make the better place. So I said in a reel earlier this week, there's two types of people, consumers and creators. There's people that just Use, 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 use. They don't really make anything. And there's the people that make. Well, lucky for us, if you're listening to this podcast, I got a 95.98% chance that you're probably a creator. So I just want to guide you with the knowledge that whoever owns TikTok or whatever tool, YouTube or whatever becomes the next thing, doesn't matter. Just keep creating and just creating with that purpose of making people's lives better and their situation better. And you're probably going to be okay. We seem to be somewhat protected when we are in that creation mode. My boy Limwell likes to say givers gain. And he's telling the truth. Like that's what it is. If you're given the knowledge, if you're sharing your secrets or you're giving people entertainment, providing them with information that can make their lives better, you're probably going to be absolutely fine. No matter what happens. What the gatekeepers do is they start coming in, and this came up because in my conversation with Nikki, the gatekeepers come in and be like, oh, well, you don't need to be on Twitter no more because Twitter's just going to become, you know, a mess and blah, blah, blah. Trust you me, if that person gets a lot of business from Twitter, they're not stepping off the platform. But in order to thin out the area so that they have more room for themselves, People will tell you that it stinks. People will will say that this place is not the place to be, but yet they be over there. I'm doing this recording live, and in my audience, I see my homie DJ Rob, right? Us DJs, I'm going to tell you right now, guilty AF. Us DJs, and I see my boy KP, Keith Pelzer out here. He's a producer, music producer. Rob's a producer. Us in the music business, in the hip-hop business back in the day, yo, we were all professional gatekeepers. We would be like, nah, man, you can't get into the DJ game because, you know, first of all, techniques is expensive. You know, I know you're still on that hood budget. I was on the hood budget. Techniques is expensive. It's hard. Oh, yeah. And by the way, um, getting the beat right this way or that way was hard. Getting this particular sound was hard. Most of us kept our knowledge and our secrets to ourselves. There's a funny line in from Kid and Play, Martin Lawrence in Kid and Play. He's playing DJ Bilal in uh, what is that thing called? Oh, my God. I can't even remember the name of the movie now. This is bananas. Um, 
But there's a famous line, house party. And he's like, yo, Bilal, why you black out the labels? <laughs> you know, because this is true. Any old school DJ would know, even any old school producer would know, many producers would put that grill over the settings on their compressor so that when other people came to the studio, they couldn't see how they had that special sound, right? They were hiding stuff. You know what I mean? When you learned patches or you got that brand new 808 or that brand new 929 or, you know, the 626 or Lynn drum kit or something, people would kind of hide what they were using back in our day. And that made for limited music dopeness, right? When the YouTube world came out, everybody started snitching, right? People were showing you how to crab. People were showing you how to fade. People were teaching each other harmonic mixing. For those of us that know how to do it, you can always tell a good DJ when they can harmonic mix. But, you know, when you first learned how to harmonic mix, um, it's a rarity. There weren't many of it. Rob and I share a friend, DJ Toma, when he was a kid, just because he was a cellist first, when he first started mixing, me and my boy James Cole, we'd be listening and be like, yo, man, this kid is harmonic mixing. And he'd been DJing for like a week and a half. It was natural to him because he was a musician. But, you know, it's a thing. A lot of people don't. People that do. When you hear it, even if you're not into music, you know what it is because your body reacts to it better. It just is what it is. So it was funny. We were really, really big time gatekeepers. We were very, very good at like blacking out the label so nobody could see what that hot new wax was. Or, you know, people would even go as far as in the streets cutting the labels out of stuff that they bought so that nobody else could copy their steeds. Like it was crazy. Now we are in the world of info sharing. We kind of share it all. We give it all out there. But there's gatekeepers. And why this matters to you as a new creator or up and coming creator or burgeoning creator, first of all, don't be like that. You will make 10 times more money sharing with people how you do what you do. There's nothing to hide. Transparency is the flavor of the day. If you are sharing the knowledge, if you are giving the knowledge, you would normally do better. Going back to my boy Linwell and what he says, givers gain. If you give, you just gain. His famous line is, the lemon tree is not afraid to bear lemons. You can take them as freely as you want. Why? Because birds and people eat those lemons, seeds hit the ground, you grow more trees. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing for us creators. You have to be willing to share. But when you run into a gatekeeper, someone that's saying, well, you can't be a real podcaster because you're not talking into an SM7B. Guilty. I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best not to say these dumb things anymore. Um, I may not have said that exact line, but things close to it. You want to be inviting. Look, fam, you can start your podcast right now. You can grab your phone. You can post up. You can get an app like Anchor. I do not like the Anchor app. I absolutely straight up kind of sort of somewhat hate the Anchor app because of Spotify's you know, sneaky conversation inside the terms of service that nobody reads. But I wouldn't tell somebody, don't start your podcast on Anchor. I would tell them, start it there, get it popping. And once you know you pass that seven episode wall, hey, funny, this is episode seven. <laughs> uh, once you pass that seven episode wall, think about moving it to someplace better. Think about 
you know, maybe getting a Samsung Q2U or an SM58 or a Scarlet, start to level up your gear. These are better conversations. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit I am guilty AF of like, you should get this equipment first or don't even bother, or you should get this or that or don't even bother. I've said it myself because I had the experiences of using crappy stuff and not having the outcome, but it's better now, a better conversation. And I'm going to give provenance and props to my buddy, Tom Buck, because Tom Buck is one of the people that helped me see what it sounds like to be a gatekeeper. And it's funny because I have personally been gatekept lots. Uh, you ain't black enough. You're half breed or you're not, you know, Spanish enough, <laughs> you know, or uh, you're not, you know, this enough to call yourself a Japanese speaker because you don't write kanji. Well, now I write kanji. Now what? Well, then now you're not a Japanese speaker because you only lived in the country for a year. I've lived here for 10 years. Yeah, you lived there for 10 years, but my Japanese is better than yours. So what? You know, so you're going to get these things and you just got to learn to deal with them, people. Take what they say with a grain of salt. If there's anything in there that you can take and utilize to make yourself better, pick that up, own that part of it, Use that part of it. Take the part that is nonsense and throw it out the back of your mind. Just like out the back. You know what I'm saying? Some gatekeepers are trying to block you from coming to a certain space because they want more space of themselves. They have that jealousy. They have a scarcity mindset. They're afraid of the competition, things like that. There are other gatekeepers who are probably looking out for your best interest because of their experiences, but me. <laughs> but you'll have to know that your experiences are going to be different. So don't use that as a place to stop. Um, if you watch the news right now, right, and I'm not going to call nobody's political sides out or whatever. There are literally people that are out here gatekeeping patriotism. I have had people in conversations talk to me about, you know, well, you're not a patriot because you do X. And I'm like, yeah, fam, how long did you serve? And they're like, what? I mean, like, how how long did you serve? I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, you know, um, I served. So I think my patriotism is covered. You know what I'm saying? So you just have to be aware of them. Know they're out there and you're going to see them spend any amount of time on TikTok, any amount of time on uh, Reels, even YouTube or whatever. And you're going to hear people gatekeeping food. You know, this restaurant is this or this is not real, you know, Mexican food or this is not real, you know, Japanese food. This is some other strange thing. Again, slightly guilty, but normally not from the area of trying to keep you away for it. I probably said that because I want to introduce you to what is real and maybe I'll take you somewhere deeper. When you go to San Diego and someone's, you know, you have some quote unquote flexican food somewhere, somebody that knows better would be like, nah, fam, let's go over to, um, uh, what is it called? Logan or Chicano Park and I'll take you to where some of the better ones are where you can get more authenticity, or you can just jump in the whip, go to TJ and get that real deal. Holy feel. You see what I mean? So there's that. I just wanted to have a quick conversation about it because as you get into creating, you are going to run into the keepers of the gate. And I want you to be prepared for that. Don't get discouraged by it, but try to make a way to take that info and use it to the best of your ability. And I also want to be a quick reminder to those of us out here. Yeah, when you catch yourself being a gatekeeper, stop it. <laughs> Number one. Number two, go back to the person who you kept the gate on 
and maybe slide in their DM and kick them with an apology or something. Cause you may have been coming from a place of help, but a lot of times the gatekeeping hurts. You know what I mean? When, when I'm in Asia or, you know, a different country and someone tells an American hyphen of that person, when they come back to their country, that they're no longer that because you're half American or you're part American or you grew up in America. Yeah, that's weird. Happens a lot in Japan and Korea, China. When I'm there, people, you know, tease the Twinkies. That's what they call them. You know, it's just, it's not cool. It's not cool. Cause that person, you know, like imagine us going, me going back to Puerto Rico or me going back to Haiti or, you know, going someplace and they're just like, oh no, you can't be that because you weren't born here. You were born over there. That that's weird because here, you know, I don't get to be American sometimes, which is weird. So, you know what I'm saying? That feeling of not belonging anywhere is not cool. I, I mean, I could just guess, imagine you're out here, say you happen to be a music producer who also happens to be deep into their church. You're going to have hip hop. People tell you you're not hip hop enough because you're not thugging because you play pastor on Sunday. That's just not cool. That space cannot feel good. You know what I'm saying? So let's try for the sake of each other to not do that to other people, especially those of us in the Creator 50 camp, because I guarantee you we've all been through it because we grew up in some of the most separatist times in the planet, which is why it's funny that so many of us are backsliding to that separation and building these weird silos because we know better. We came from that nonsense and we thought we'd grown out of it. So I just want to put that out there and see if we can do something about gatekeeping when it comes to the creator space. I just want to make it a better place. Gang, that wraps up episode seven of Creator 50. I got to send a big shout out, mahalo to my live audience who's there watching. I'm going to take some time to dive into context and, and uh, meet and greet them real quick. And as by the time this episode hits, if you got something out of it, man, do me a favor. There's no other thing that you could do more important than to give an iTunes review and, you know, let other people know that helps people find the podcast or share it with somebody who you know who needs to hear this. Like keeping information to yourself again, not a good look, fam. We got to share the good info. We got to share the positivity. Thank you, everyone who came to listen to the live recording. I did this one on Facebook. Eventually, I'm going to get these popping off on the YouTube channel. But I appreciate everyone for coming through. If you are hearing this for the first time, you want to subscribe, you can get Creator 50 at creator50.com. I will put show notes, links, and you know references there. And you can join the Creator 50 community by going to docrock.live slash discord, jump into the community, and we'll have conversations with you. If you got anything you want me to make an episode about, hit me up. I'm all over the socials at Doc Rock just about everywhere. And I appreciate you folks for listening to another episode of the Creator 50 Podcast. I'm Doc Rock. Aloha. The Creator 50 Podcast is a production of Doc Rock Media. Copyright 2022. The show is supported and sponsored by listeners like you. Please visit buymeacoffee.com slash docrock. The soundtrack is Pepper and Salt by Black from Epidemic Sounds. Epidemic Sounds is a must for all content creators. You can try Epidemic Sounds for free at docrock.live slash beats. You can find the show notes at creator50.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Creator 50 movement.